Hi everyone, Happy New Year and welcome back to On Point in 2022. Hey look, I've got lots of exciting guests lined up for the coming weeks. Um, that's as much of a teaser as I'm going to give you. Uh, but a, a lot of really interesting people from here and overseas talking everything from matters of foreign affairs uh, right through to housing, everything in between. Uh, but today's one, I'm afraid to say, is a monologue uh, from me. But it's a monologue on the Joe Rogan experience and what's happening uh, to Joe. Uh, importantly, not so much about him, not even really about his particular content, but more the way that the situation's being handled. So as you will anticipate, this is a podcast around free speech. Um, how do we decide what we do and do not listen to? How do we handle uh, different ideas, sometimes confronting, challenging, uh, wrong at times as well? How, how do we as a society uh, handle that? So a few themes, free speech, um, how do we deal with misinformation or otherwise? And what's the place of this increasing cancel culture uh, which we're seeing? Who gets to decide what we listen to or not? Is it celebrities? Is it big companies? Or is it you know our own ears, eyes, and brain in between those? Do we get to decide? Um, then the place of privilege. I think we've got a little fascinating discussion which comes out of this Joe Rogan experience around uh, privilege. Let's just remember, uh, the Neil Youngs of the world are old, they're white and they're wealthy, but all of a sudden, for the lefties and the progressives, they're incredibly useful. So let's just talk about that a little bit. And then the place of dissent. Uh, let's talk about that too. So as you know, um, a guy called Joe Rogan um, has been, well, all over the news at the moment. He did several interviews uh, with some doctors, I believe. I, I better be um, upfront, actually, to listeners. I, I, I don't subscribe to his podcast. I don't know uh, Joe. I've only seen snippets. Uh, from time to time. So I could well be wrong. This guy could be the most dangerous person on the planet. Um, don't think he is, uh, but people are welcome to let me know that. So I'm not a, a devotee. I don't actually follow a lot of uh, podcasts, I must admit, but I've been watching with uh, fascination and concern about how he, his podcast, uh, his way of engaging ideas, uh, has been so roundly criticised by those on the left, those who are progressive, those who are woke, whatever you want to to term them, and th and that in itself is a massive red light uh, to me. Again, because the first point I want to come to is that more information, more conversation, more speech, more thinking, more argument, more debate is what drives society forward, not less. But what we seem to be hearing around this debate around Joe Rogan is that actually some speeches has to be shut down. It's just so dangerous that we might have different views. Uh, so dangerous that actually human beings are, well, according to the left, so stupid that they can't even make up their own minds, that we need some sort of paternal um, uh, group of people to tell us what we can and cannot uh, listen to. Because my understanding, uh, flicking through his podcast, just the list of what he, he does, he talks at length to a wide range of people. Seems in this modern age, talking to people is dangerous. Or to put it more finely, uh, for those who are progressive, you can only talk to certain people, approved people. And that's just wrong. Uh, as I say, more speech, not less. More people discussing topics, not fewer. That's what drives civil society. That's what drives healthy democracy. That's what drives science, I might suggest to people. Okay, Science is not a singular, um, well, I suppose it's a singular uh, topic, or space, but it's filled with dissent and discussion, teasing out ideas, challenging things. So it seems to me the likes of Joe Rogan's crime 
is that he's talking to people. How is that a crime in a modern, democratic, rational, scientific society? Because, yep, he'll be wrong on things, I'm sure. I mean, maybe the people he's got on are crackpots. Who knows? Does it really matter? Now, I know some people are screaming, oh, my God, that's misinformation. It could lead people astray. Yep, it could do. I listen to colleagues across the house from time to time, articles in the paper from our media and celebrities, which I think lead people astray. Their value systems, their ethics and moralities are wrong to me. But you notice people like myself, the Joe Rogans of the world, don't want to shut that down. We go, fine, let's let's talk about it. Let's debate it. We're seeing this more and more in New Zealand as legislation is is passed of what conversations you can have uh, or not. You know, we have a government uh, determined to put through hate speech legislation. It will decide what you can say, what you can think, how you can express it. That doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with conservatives. It doesn't sit well with those of us, as I say, who believe in reason, who believe in science. So the Joe Rogan experience, what is so dangerous about having conversations and different viewpoints? The second point is that actually we don't need to be told. Um, I have a confidence in most people to be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. You know, we all have a brain. Uh, We can think. We can read, we can listen, we can talk to our friends and we can learn. And I think most of us actually have an intuitive ability to work out when something's not quite right. Okay, And that's what drives us to more uh, learning. So if what he's put up, and again, I haven't listened to them, so I really want to be clear, people are welcome to, to point out if this was so grossly bad um, that he should have been completely censored. But most of us can actually work that through, thanks very much. Again, we've had millennia as humans to discuss ideas. Um, But what we're seeing at the moment is this deliberate attempt to shut it down. It's so dangerous you can't even hear it. And the problem we've got around the Joe Rogan thing is he's not the first. There's a whole multitude of people that the left in particular, those who are progressive, are trying to shut down. It's incredibly, incredibly uh, paternal. And there's two elements that come out of this. The first is who gets to decide. Okay? Now... Some people will say, oh, well, it's easy. Well, I don't think it is, actually. It's not so black and white. Who gets to decide what is dangerous speech or not? If you're like me, you've studied history, you know that many groups and entities over history um, have tried to limit speech, have tried to limit what books people can read. It never works. Um, In fact, it's completely unhealthy. One of the great learnings of the Enlightenment was to open things up, to let people read, to think, to get good ideas, to take bad ideas, to run with them, to debate, to fail, to succeed. This is normal. And so what you're seeing with progressivism in New Zealand, certainly in America and around the world, is an attempt to go against the very tide of what drives human innovation. As I say, who gets to decide? And at the moment, it appears to be celebrities. Now, I, for one, am not particularly interested in what a singer thinks I should or should not be prepared to hear. Okay, I'm interested if you've got an opinion, but have you noticed with the Neil Youngs of the world and the Joni Mitchells, they're not actually debating any issues, they're just pushing their advantage uh, because they're celebrities and artists. It's a variation of what they call the thug's veto. Um, They're just going to use their power to decide what you can and cannot uh, listen to. Um, A lot of people are making a big thing that, um, oh God, now I've forgotten his name, that's how important he is. Oh, God, I have forgotten his name, doesn't it? Oh, Neil Young, there we go. Sorry, Neil. Um, 
haven't really listened to much of your music, don't really care. Um, the fact is, yep, some people say, well, he had polio as a child, therefore he has the right to speak. Absolutely he does. In fact, his experience is important. But that's not a veto. You see, I know it's somewhat repetitive, but what we're seeing here is no discussion, no debate. It's just trying to veto, shut down any discussion. That's not on. And that leads us actually to the question of privilege, because isn't it fascinating? Um, you know, the left hates privilege. Wealthy people, white people, they're sort of, you know, they're all privileged. We're all privileged, supposedly. Privilege is a terrible thing. But now it's advantageous, because as I mentioned briefly and earlier, Neil Young's an old, white, wealthy male. Normally, the left and progressives would be dismissive of him. But he's useful at the moment because he suits their agenda. They're more than happy, if you will, to use his privilege, including that he has quite a, you know, a songbook that people are interested in listening to. So they're more than happy to encourage him. And this is just a, a hypocrisy, which is always evident within progressivism. There's no consistency of values. It just waxes and wanes depending on who they believe is right at the time. The other aspect which should be concerning to people around how the Joe Rogan experience is being handled is the desire to also cancel him completely and outright. Have you noticed they're not asking for certain episodes to be removed? They want him completely erased. In the Latin, they talk about that as damnatio memoriae, wipe out your memory completely. Um, it's the same with J.K. Rowling. It's been the same with Jordan Peterson and others. Um, they might say something that a group disagrees with, but that then becomes the excuse, as I say, to wipe out the entire corpus, to, to wipe out the entire lineage of their, their work. And that in itself is wrong. Again, it shows the, the disproportionality uh, in play. It shows the ideological uh, drivers in behind. It's not actually what they're saying, it's who they are. And they must be completely and totally cancelled. And without getting too philosophical quickly, because I've touched on this before, this is exactly what the modern progressives are doing. It is trying to wipe out uh, a whole lot of thought from a person um, because the left and progressives now deem them as bad, they're evil, they must be removed. So in times past to illustrate this, most of us would say if we disagreed with something, if something was really, really bad, you might pull back from that. You might say, you know what, um, there, well, let's say a certain book that was written or an essay, let's say a podcast was really, really bad. You might argue you could pull that, you could pull that back. But you wouldn't say that the, the person themselves is therefore completely wrong. But that's what you're seeing with these modern movements. Um, and let's use J.K. Rowling actually as a very quick example. She's written amazing books, but because she has a particular view around transgender issues, um, the leap has gone from that view for some is wrong, therefore everything she does is wrong. Everything she ever has done is wrong. And that's a very progressive mindset. And it's unforgiving. There's no path of redemption. You make one mistake. Well, sorry, let's be clear. You make one mistake in the eyes of progressives, then everything about you is wrong. You are unredeemable, unforgivable. There is nothing you can do to ever bring yourself back. It's the, it's the antithesis, actually, of Western society, uh, which is over the years, actually over hundreds of years, has developed a way of saying, actually, um, you know, we're all a bit fallen, we've all got problems, but we're all trying to do good. Um, there is always a way back, there's always some forgiveness, has now been replaced with, you're unredeemable at all. One mistake, 
You do one thing which the left or the progressives don't like, you're toast. And this is what you see with the whole Joe Rogan element um, or his uh, podcast. So he's done a or a couple of podcasts the left don't like, everything has to go. And again, unhealthy, um, but it also betrays the ideology in play. Uh, They've threatened ultimately, the progressives that is, by ideas like Joe's, uh, by the people he interviews. Um, And they don't want that. They want to silence anyone who actually challenges their view of the world. Um, And that should be quite scary to people, that there has to be these singular narratives. And you're seeing it now more structurally in society, just like Spotify's capitulated. Now they've got to have disclaimers on podcasts. If you're on social media like I am, you forever see these, um, I don't mean what you call them, fact checks and little boxes which appear telling you of uh, effectively trigger warnings, warning, disclaimers, fact checks, um, telling you what is supposedly the right way or, or not. And I'm not overly comfortable with that. There's a place for them to a degree, but they're everywhere now. Um, I believe in some uh, places, you know, you pick up the likes of, I don't know, George Orwell's 1984, that has to have warnings in place now. Some of the great literature now has to have warnings in place. And what it's saying ultimately is we as humans are so stupid and so dumb that we can't think for ourselves. Now, I naturally disagree with that. I think actually the more you read, the more you think, the more widely you discuss ideas, the better you are. The better you are. But unfortunately, we've got a society that's trying to clamp down on all of that. You can only think a certain way. And that leads me to my last point, which is the whole question of dissent. It's funny, when I was going through university, uh, dissent was big. It was great to dissent. That was the whole thing. You you have to be a dissenter. Different ideas. And actually, always agreed with that. I mean, for me personally, who's always leaned, leaned more to the right and more conservatively, dissent was always challenging. Uh, But it was a good thing. It helped me, those debates and so forth. What's interesting is as the dissenters, because they were primarily on the left, have now uh, gained the levers of power, have gained control. Dissent's a bad thing. Have you noticed that? You're not allowed to dissent on certain issues. You know, as the Prime Minister here in New Zealand once said, we'll be the only source of truth. Dissent is out. Now, that's not how reason works. That's not how science works, I might add. It's not how democracy works. Um, dissent has its place. But as I say, fundamentally, as the dissenters of old have gained the levers of power, they are now very keen to shut down anything they deemed is dissenting. And that's just not on. It's not healthy. Uh, and we need to push back against that. And I think finally, too, we need to push back against celebrities and other woke uh, people telling us what we can and cannot listen to. So to the Neil Youngs of the world, if you have a problem with Joe Rogan, articulate the reasons why. To the Jody Mitchells of the world, stop throwing your privilege around, if I could use a woke term. Stop throwing your privilege around to dictate thuggishly what people can and cannot listen to. Let people think for themselves. I don't need a celebrity. In fact, I don't even need the media. I don't need other politicians telling me or you what I can and cannot listen to. Okay? We're smart enough. Now, there's always going to be a place where you want to stop, if you will, misinformation spreading. That is a major challenge. But actually, trying to completely cancel people uh, and shut them down is generally not appropriate. In fact, it has the perverse incentive at times of driving more people uh, towards them. So, you know, the way forward for us in this space, as I kept saying and will keep saying, more speech, uh, not less. 
so yeah as I have touched on really interesting times around the whole Joe Rogan uh, question really importantly and I really want to repeat as I finish up it's not so much about who he's interviewed or what he said it's been the reaction to try and basically shut him down completely um, he's clearly he's clearly perceived by some particularly the left particularly progressive certainly in media as a threat and so this is an excuse to completely uh, get rid of him and if you're comfortable with that you've got a problem actually um, if you're someone sitting on the sideline cheering yeah shut him down um, you've got a problem yourself okay um, more speech not less if you disagree with someone's position debate it argue it um, express that trying to just censor them is not a healthy way forward and it's the old adage really you know you might think you're doing well today but you just wait uh, wait until your views all of a sudden are, are no longer acceptable and shut down these are not the hallmarks of a good and successful society anyway just some uh, thoughts there as I say on point is back uh, and looking forward to bringing a range of guests uh, to you over the coming year and look forward to your feedback thanks so much